A castle on a hilltop, medieval architecture, poets, King Arthur, kilts and bagpipes, scotch, haggis, and graveyards. Join us as we discover the majesty of Edinburgh. Welcome to Finding Jean Marie, where we share our lives as full-time travelers and the connections we make along the way. If you're new here, welcome. I'm Judy. And I'm Kevin. Edinburgh has been named as one of the 25 most beautiful cities in the world. It really is. It's also been said that Edinburgh is a writer city, and we couldn't agree more. If you are a Harry Potter fan, it's clear that J.K. Rowling got her inspiration here. But she's not the only storyteller. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle created Sherlock Holmes here. Robert Louis Stevenson's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde was inspired by Edinburgh's Deacon William Brodie. By day, Brodie was pious, wealthy, and well-respected. But at night, he was a gambler, a thief, and promiscuous. Some of the most interesting tours we've gone on have been hosted by storyteller guides here in Scotland. Expect to hear tales about Robert the Bruce, the Jacobites, and the beloved Greyfriars Bobby. Stay with us for a taste of Edinburgh to inspire you to spend time in this beautiful city, also known as the Athens of the North. And we'll also have information about the cost that we spent in Edinburgh. You don't even have to leave the train station before you're inspired by quotes from Sir Walter Scott. Quotes are scattered everywhere in the station. The first thing you'll likely see after exiting the station is the iconic Victorian Gothic Scott Monument in honor of Sir Walter Scott one of the largest monuments to a writer anywhere in the world. It's built from Benny Sandstone, and it's black due to the polluted air, train, and chimney soot, and city smoke that bound itself to oils that leach from this particular stone. It's too hard to clean, so it stays this way. Inside the monument is the Writer's Museum, with works by Robert Burns, better known as Robbie Burns, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, and Robert Louis Stevenson. Of course, bagpipers abound. Toss a coin into their case and stand by to listen to some nostalgic tunes. We even caught these owls up close and personal for the Harry Potter fans among us. Edinburgh is divided into two parts, Old Town and New Town. Let's start with the Royal Mile. The Royal Mile is the heart of Edinburgh's Old Town and has been the processional route for kings and queens for centuries. Edinburgh Castle is at one end, the Palace of Holyrood House, the official Scotland residence of King Charles, is at the other. In between are restaurants, pubs, and shops selling cashmere, kilts, whiskey, and souvenirs. Along this road, you'll see plenty of closes, which are alleyways. You can see the beautiful stained glass and medieval architecture of St. Giles Cathedral. Restorers hope to make it the Westminster Abbey for Scotland. It's not a cathedral anymore and was converted to Presbyterian after the Reformation. We love this little plaque thanking God for James Young Simpson's discovery of chloroform anesthesia. And of course, the most significant site in Edinburgh is Edinburgh Castle. It towers over everything. That's probably because it stands on Castle Rock with panoramic views from every side. It was built in 1103 and it's been both a military base and a home for royals. One of the things you cannot miss is the room where the Black Dinner was held. If you're an avid follower of the Game of Thrones and know anything about the Red Wedding, this is the real-life inspiration for it. A short walk from the Royal Mile is Grass Market. It hosts a market each Saturday and is one of the most colorful areas of Edinburgh. In Grass Market, you can visit the White Hart Inn, built originally in 1516. It's the oldest pub and most haunted place in Edinburgh. 
The last drop where men were sentenced to be hanging were given their last whiskey, one for the road, before heading to the gallows. And half Haggett, Maggie Dixon, is memorialized in their namesake restaurant. She's famous for cheating the gallows after being accused of murder and hung. She was jostled back to life inside a coffin in a carriage en route to her burial and ended up living for another 40 years. Here we are overlooking Victoria Street, which was named after Queen Victoria. This colorful curved street was built in 1829 to improve access throughout the city. It's considered the inspiration for Diagon Alley in the Harry Potter books. It's clear to see that the wizarding world of Harry Potter just slides into the mood of this city, and you can buy memorabilia from many shops to take pieces of it home with you. The Scottish Steps link Edinburgh's Old Town and New Town. And if you're interested in shopping, look no farther than Prince's Street, which is part of Edinburgh's new town. It's also home to one of the most elite hotels for celebrity guests, the Balmoral Hotel. Its iconic clock towering over Waverley Station runs three minutes fast so that people can more easily catch their train on time. Except on New Year's Eve. You'll find the beautiful Prince's Street Gardens and the Scottish National Gallery, which houses outwork by Vincent van Gogh, Da Vinci, Rembrandt, Botticelli, Van Dyck, and more. We didn't visit Arthur's Seat, which is the main peak of the group of hills that forms most of Hollywood Park. It will give you panoramic views of the city if you have some time to make the climb. Greyfriars Kirkyard, a kirk is an old Scottish word for a church, is the burial area during the reign of Mary Queen of Scots. There are interesting graves here, including ones of Thomas Riddle, William McGonagall, and Greyfriars Bobby, a 15-year-old Sky Terrier owned by a local policeman. After his owner, John Gray, passed away, Bobby guarded his master's grave for 14 years. And when Bobby died, the city honored him with a statue and a lovely commemorative headstone marking his grave. You can see his nose is all shiny because people rub it for luck as they walk by. But they prefer you didn't rub his nose because then it has to be replaced. Edinburgh is famous for its study of medicine and surges needed cadavers for medical students to practice on. Graves needed to be protected from the robbers who would steal the bodies for financial gain, which is why you'll see some graves with a metal grid above them. Edinburgh has five Michelin star restaurants, and I had made a reservation at one of them called The Kitchen. Unfortunately, Kevin was too hungry to wait till dinner, so... Yeah, we, we just got into town. The burgers they had at this lovely bar looked great, and instead of just having a tiny one, I kind of had a burger with a haggis patty on top, and then I paid for it later. Haggis is a poor man's food and is made from cow lungs, liver, and heart with barley and spices. Fortunately, not a lot of meat overall. So what did you think about it? I loved it. It was a great burger. Uh, the haggis adds a little bit of spice to a normal hamburger. So yeah, except for it being too filling and we had a 12 course meal coming later that I really couldn't eat. It wasn't 12 course. It was a lot, but it wasn't 12. Oh, it was a lot of things <laughs> they kept bringing to the table. Anyway, I was so full still at <laughs> seven or 8 p.m. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> the English know what they're doing with their full English breakfast, protein, fat, and fiber. Of course, we had to enjoy scotch eggs and cider, and you could eat a variety of styles of bangers and mash and sticky toffee pudding at Maker's Gourmet Mash Bar Company. We recommend Howie's, but you'll need a reservation. You can even choose a dram of one of their many whiskeys. Scotland has over 200 distilleries, and I haven't hit nearly enough of them. There's over a thousand scotch whiskeys, so if you can't find one you like, you aren't trying hard enough. And if you are a fan of whiskey, you should check out Kevin's YouTube channel, Whiskey Riffs. We'll put a link below. For breakfast, we enjoyed poppies. Their eggs benedict was perfectly sized and delicious. A little pricey, we'll talk about that at the end, but very delicious. 
If you're looking for a day trip from Edinburgh, consider visiting Hadrian's Wall. It's a long day trip, but I had no idea that Romans had extended their reign into what is now Scotland. In 122 AD, the Emperor of Rome built an east-west wall spanning 84 miles, or 134 kilometers, to separate the barbarians from the Romans. They'd spent centuries raiding, plundering, and fighting against Britannia, so they decided to give up and just build a wall. It's a wide stone wall on the east coast. It becomes narrower until the western end where it becomes a turf wall. While some of the wall has been quarried, much of it is completely intact. And people regularly hike the distance from end to end, taking about six to ten walking days. Along the way are forts and watchtowers. There's also Vindolanda and this nearby Roman army museum. It contains excavations from the lives of the Roman soldiers who lived there over 40 years before Hadrian's Wall was even built. Their ruins, artifacts, and ink hieroglyphics are all remarkably preserved. This tour also included a visit to the market town of Jedburgh, where Mary Queen of Scots had a home, and there also is an abbey there. Another tour that we highly recommend, but we won't be talking about here, is Stirling Castle. We visited in 2018, and it was a fabulous visit. So how much did we spend on our Edinburgh trip? We spent three nights in Edinburgh, one at the beginning of our trip and two at the end. We used Hotels.com for all three nights and used credits for each of those. The first night was $147.68, but we paid using credits, so our cost was only $35.76. Another night was at the Old Waverly Hotel across the street from the train station. Convenient, but we had to walk upstairs to get to the reception area, so not great if you're not packing light. One night was $235.97, but we paid only $78.78. We love the Royal Scots Club and have stayed there in the past as well. We were booked in the annex space though, which required us to go to the underground one level using stairs. It cost $196.86, but we only paid $69.02. If you're visiting Edinburgh Castle on your own, it's £19.50, but we used a guide, which we recommend, and that cost us £35 per person. We took a walking tour along Edinburgh's Royal Mile, which was $45 a piece, or $9 for total, and we'll link it below for you. Our day trip to Hadrian's Wall cost £156 for both of us. And Vindolana and the Roman Army Museum were £12 a piece. Our visit to the kitchen was in 2018, but a typical meal there in 2023 will cost you about 150 pounds per person plus wine. And Maker's Gourmet Mash Bar cost us 42 pounds 50, including ciders for both of us and dessert to share. Cappuccinos and Eggs Benedict at Poppy was pricey at 30 pounds for the both of us, but it was really delicious. Lunch at Howie's was 36 pounds 35 and included a scotch and cappuccino for me. Without drinks, their burger and fries was £11.95. And my salmon filet and sides were £12.75. Thank you so much for joining us on our tour of Edinburgh. If you liked it, please give us a like on YouTube. Consider subscribing if you have not. We would love to have you join our community here. And check out FindingGeneMarie.com where you can read Judy's journal. Lots of great entries there. Until next time. Until next time.